ISO, the Buns Podcast. Normally, this is the spot where I would rant about something, but instead, I'm just going to say that most of you probably have heard the story of Daniela already. Uh, if you haven't, it's a kind of a heartwarming one. She's had some tough times and uh, been in the hospital for a while. And somehow through Buns, it was arranged that two Disney princesses would visit her in the hospital and all went very, very well. Well, Buns has just found out that her 25th birthday is August 30th. If you're listening to this the day the podcast comes out, that's today. Uh, And her birthday wish is for people to donate blood and for somebody to sing to her. And so this is... We're using buns to get the word out there. There's going to be a blood drive all this week so that you can give blood. If you go to any of the zones, it should be a pinned post. Uh, It's in the main zone for sure. So yeah, check that out. And uh, if you've got any music that uh, you want to pass along, I'm sure we can do that too. But check out that main zone and get the details. All right. Here is This Week in Buns. Welcome to um, This, this week, week in Buns. buns. Yeah. Hey Buns, it's Callie B here. Yeah, and this is Koji. Koji. If you guys haven't heard it yet, before we get started, the Buns podcast was featured on uh, CBC's podcast playlist. So, you know, Google podcast playlist and you'll see, I think it's like the best of... S- podcast volume three or summer podcast volume three something along those lines i'll tell you in mere moments but before that let's get started this week in buns this week in buns we're gonna start this week in buns off with a bang um pun intended i suppose with uh the amazing uh king cock post uh a lovely human posted that she quote found this paperweight in my room iso gift card slash tokens it's literally all it says it's like the shortest buns post ever and then the photo is a still sealed in the plastic uh eight inch king cock uh plastic dildo uh comes out in the comments that neither she nor anyone else uh including various other buns who like work at sex stores uh, note would not use for internal use. This thing seriously danks like 600 different kinds of plastic. However, if you're familiar with the product and know how to get rid of the toxic smell, by all means, take it. I probably still wouldn't use it. You maybe could like theoretically throw a condom on it, but you probably just want to get something totally different and use this. Um, you could recreate the... Uh, post from a couple weeks ago that was that mounted dildo so like taxidermy dildo you could do another one of those whoever got that one if you want to get this one and add to your growing collection of taxidermy dildos perhaps so it's a smelly giant plastic dildo yeah because it's like a gross it's like gross plastic from like that's not you probably shouldn't put it inside of anybody ever 
<laughs> like probably toxic. Challenge accepted. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the next month in buns. Uh, <laughs> different type of challenge. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know how to um, transition from giant plastic. Well. Paperweight this dildo. is still available, just FYI, if anyone wants it, as of August 25th. Um, someone did suggest that you can use it as a ring toss game for a bachelorette party, which is not a bad idea. So if you have a bachelorette party coming up, does that help your segue at all? No? Not really. <laughs> but right. we'll just go to something else totally <laughs> random. Umberto posted, he is thanking Miranda, who did an awesome painting for him. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. It seems a commission. It is a painting of Randy from South, South Park, Park sitting in his underwear, playing video games with a bucket of chicken and a beer, <laughs> which is pretty perfect. I mean, I probably would not be allowed to hang that on my wall. <laughs> would not be allowed. But uh, yeah. my, my Okay. We're going to get a little personal here. My girlfriend is a uh, art dealer. So she's pretty particular about the stuff we have on our walls. And, and it's all really cool. But I've been in the apartment. Even s some of it, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, I'll let you have that one sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, and there's like one or two things that, like that, that graffiti art that you see over there. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't really, it sticks out from the rest of the pieces. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the, everything. It has in, a different aesthetic. Everything in that room is basically mine. But Koji uh, gets one room. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you it's get in your house you get one room yeah it's interesting too because she's not picky about other stuff that goes on in the house you know like i i can have my i can have man cave-esque things around the house if that was what i so desired well, i don't it's not but the art man it's like yeah just the, it's her job the, the walls the art walls is a no-no <laughs> anyway so if you guys want some sweet commissions or to commission some sweet art, rather, contact Miranda in Buns and Did I'm sure you say, can work out a trade. Does she do non-South Park I'm paintings or is that like her specialty? Or? No, I, I don't know if it had anything to do. He just asked for it, I, I assume from the post. It's hard to, to tell. Everyone's pretty ex excited about the South Park related stuff. So she might be pretty busy. Someone wants to get a... Um, the painting of Randy as Lord. I don't know <laughs> if you've seen that in South Park, but he, he, anyway, moving on, moving on from Randy and commissions. Uh, so moving on to some food related posts. The first one, Brian E. Smith posted in the main zone, uh, a really amazing, hilarious post. She said she had not cooked after not cooking for six years. She attempted to make a recipe from Gwyneth Paltrow's new cookbook, quote it's all easy that's the name of the cookbook uh you can see just how horribly that went awry here and then she puts a link to a youtube video that it's fantastic like guys get immediately into the buns podcast zone because we're going to post links to all of these like we do every week find the link to this post and watch this youtube video because it's hilarious and she fails epically it's it's almost as if she doesn't want to trade the book though because <laughs> if it's that hard do I really do I really want it? Well, I mean, you might you might be a better cook than I feel like probably most people are a better <laughs> cook than she is. Probably true. Uh, but yeah, so the whole all of the comments are like people that don't even want the book but are just thanking her for like making their day 
by posting that video oh, and how incredible. amazing it was. Um, a couple people, myself included, uh, insisting that uh like my personal iso is for her to work her way through the whole cookbook like that julia and julie um julie and julia book slash movie right if you haven't seen it it's a girl named julie working her way through uh julia child yes thank you (laughs) julia child's cookbook um and i just really want her to do every single recipe because as i'm sure we all know gwyneth paltrow um can be slightly insufferable in her like I don't know if you've ever like seen people hating on Gwyneth Paltrow on the internet but she tends to suggest people do like rich people things that like normal humans can't afford to do or like yeah like you've never seen any it's it's pretty funny but um I I was just imagining this cookbook being like a little elitist because a lot of the like things she like recommends people to do with their life are like can be like a little like yes clearly you like doing this because you're a super rich famous white lady and the rest of us like don't have time for that uh well i got a suggestion actually um i think that if you're listening uh what, what who's the poster uh bryony smith yeah if you're if you're listening uh, contact me and let's start a podcast or video blog or something where, you know, Buns helps you work through this cookbook. Essentially, it'll just be you working through the cookbook and maybe we'll help, we'll get Buns <laughs> to, to help with ingredients or something. But I want to see more of these videos. I know. I just like, I just want a whole series of videos of her doing every single, cause she literally, she said she chose the easiest recipe in the whole book and she still like failed. Oh man. Can you... <laughs> You should contact me and we'll start a a podcast where we review cookbooks <laughs> and just have you try recipes from each cookbook. It'll be amazing. That sounds amazing. Anyway, um, uh, another food-related post that I saw was the... You know those little boxes, boxes you see on the street where it's like uh, take a book, leave a book type yes, deal? Yes, yes, yes. Well... I have two of those like a block away from me and they're amazing. Sh- oh, yeah, there's one just on the street over here. Shauna posted uh, or like kind of reposted a video. Uh, the website is littlefreepantry.org. Somebody or a series of people have created these boxes very similar to the book boxes where people can leave food items they no longer mm-hmm. want or And whatever. non-perishable, hence the word free pantry. Yes. So you can't like don't bring it produce or eggs or whatever but it's like flour and pasta and canned goods right you leave it there and somebody who wants it or needs it will take it i think it's a i think it's a great idea i mean the video kind of suggests that it's for uh people with food insecurities but i think that uh just in general it's a it's a smart idea because you may end up with uh, a lot of stuff that you don't need from time to time. You know, you mm-hmm. you buy a certain something for a recipe and you no longer, uh, you know, you've made that recipe and you have too much of whatever the mm-hmm. item is. You're not going to use that ingredient again. Yeah, you can just, you can kind of just trade it away. It's almost like a very micro buns. I was going to say buns was founded on the trading of pantry items. Yeah. Emily wanted pasta sauce. She didn't have pasta sauce. She if this it. had been down the street, she could have walked over and traded some like flour that she had for some pasta sauce. 
She ended up with Hearts of Palm instead. <laughs> she hates them. Yeah, <laughs> it's apparently. Tragic. I like them. I do like Hearts of Palm. Anyway, do you have any other food posts? Yeah, the Cheetos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go on. So, uh, Alex Mick whatever posted in all caps. I might add everything in everything that Alex posted in this post is in all caps. ISO sour cream. You feel me? Who's partying? Hashtag Kush. And then the photo is a picture of Birkenstocks with Cheetos where the toes would be. So it's like the classic, like, I'm going to take a picture of my cute shoes, like top down photo of cheat Cheeto toes. Cheetos. Uh, and I see what you did there. We're apparently, uh, ISO sour cream. I suppose to eat with these Cheetos. Um, I don't know if they ever actually got sour cream, but all of their responses were hilarious. And in all caps, um, they still, I don't think that they actually ever found their sour cream, (laughs) but it is hilarious. And you should definitely read all of the comments. Yeah. Buns never ceases to amaze me with shit like this. Like who, who is this man? And Who's how- masterminding these Cheetos? Yeah. <laughs> how does one come up with this? Where do you get all these wonderful toys? This person also responded to every single comment on their post. Amazing. Like each person has a reply from them, again, in all caps. So. <laughs> That's dedication. Yeah. It's dedication. Yeah. Can I, I just break in here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're talking about food. So I just got to give a huge thank you uh, to some users on the app. I know I've been going on and on and on about this uh, buns a month that I'm doing and I need some food, but I made some trades so that I could uh, get started with it. You know, day one, I'm eating buns food. I didn't want to just... And it's quickly approaching. Yeah. It's Bun's Timber, guys. It's like this week. I wanted to make sure that I at least had enough for three meals day one. Yeah. And so I want to give a huge thank you to Busy B, at Busy B on the app. Um, At L Dugs on the app. And at Vicky LeBuns (laughs) on the app. And... If I've missed anyone, because I'm sure there are others, uh, you know, I'm going to post everyone's, uh, I'm going to post screenshots. I took photos with uh, most people and I've got some killer things like uh, canned peaches. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of peaches. Flakes of chicken. Peaches (laughs) come from a can. They were put there by a man. (laughs) Um, Canned mandarins. Some, uh, some sort of fancy... Uh, breaded chicken. You're something. eating a lot of chicken and fruit. Yeah. <laughs> On day one, it's literally all chicken or fruit. A giant Del Monte fruit salad. There's uh, some lasagna. Okay. Well, noodles. N- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, You're going to need the other shit to make the actual lasagna. But today, I post. I uh, traded some uh, music books for a bunch of pasta and tomato sauce. Oh, perfect. And peak friends. So Don't I'm, put those in the lasagna. <laughs> no. The peak greens are for after or before. But I just wanted to give a shout out to those people because I'm set up for a while now. But 
Find me. I've changed. He my- needs more food, guys. Though, please trade with Koji so he doesn't starve to death or freeze to death. He needs clothes. Yeah, and well, food. the the clothes thing <laughs> is more just so you can you can force me to wear ridiculous shit, which I'm definitely gonna cash in on. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, trade me some food. Find me at on the app. I've changed my name to at Koji. It's K O H J I on the Buns app. I I put up a bunch of stuff, so all of that's up for grabs. More stuff to come. I mean, I've got a table saw that I have yet to take a photo of. Um, I don't know. It's a big ticket item. You better be trading a lot of food for that. Or or whatever. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be food. If you want to like trade me some some non-perishable food or, oh, you know what? Actually, the one thing I've realized while I've started to do this is I really need perishable food. Yeah, of course. You know, like, <laughs> or you're going to be eating canned chicken and well, yeah, like fruit for a month. <laughs> some serious protein, you know, if you've got like chicken or whatever. So here's what I would do. When I post the table saw, I'm just going to say like, look, get me some like meat in some mm-hmm, fresh mm-hmm. form and maybe take me out for a night drinking because I'm not going to be able to have beer otherwise. Like I don't. Well, I mean, it's the biggest buns currency. I'm sure you could trade for beer. For tall But you cans. mean you want to go out to a bar. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Like. <laughs> Drinking at home is great. I do it all the time <laughs> by myself, but it uh, would be even better not at home with other people. So yeah. Anyway, back to this weekend buns. Back to this weekend buns. Um, I have a really nice heartwarming story. All the time people lose things. And actually we have a couple of posts of lost things to for you guys to keep your eye out for this week. Uh, one of which was a, is a cat. However, right now we're talking about this lost laptop Um, And this is a really nice follow-up happy ending. So in Helping Zone, Sabrina posted that a week or two ago, she'd posted about her lost laptop. She accidentally left it on the subway. And I'm sure like felt like a dummy for leaving it on the subway. Uh, And she thought everything was gone and that she was out of a good chunk of money. uh, And just wanted to say thank you to everyone who bumped her post or commented with suggestions. She finally checked her Facebook filtered messages and someone actually found it, including a tote bag with a bunch of personal items. So like they found everything and returned it to her. And she just picked it up and was like, just so full of love for everyone who did anything to help. Even just bumping, even if you can't help at all, you don't have a suggestion and you're not the person who found her thing. Even just commenting and bumping the post to the top of the feed so more eyes can see it is super helpful and it helped this girl get her laptop back so that's rad like good job buns well okay so you speaking did a good of uh, lost items and things that are rad this is a, for me this is a first but uh, i'm sure buns veterans out there will be like ah this is nothing special but i was like wow this is crazy hit me sam posted are you the lady who was biking through King and Dufferin around 11 only to arrive at your destination and realize your phone was missing. Never fear. I saw it fall and I scooped it up. And then it goes on to describe what kind of phone it is. There's some pictures of the phone. But the first comment on the post from Aaron says, oh my God, you're a fucking angel. Well, that's first two comments actually. (laughs) Turns out it's Aaron's phone. 
And the reason why I'm so shocked is the first person, literally the first one, to comment on the post. That is kind of amazing. Is the person whose phone it is. That might be a bun's first. We had that like the person who had a shoe fall out of their bike basket and somebody found it and reunited it like a, like a month or two ago. Oh, okay. um, a little bit but, longer than that. It was right before the podcast first oh, yeah, started yeah, yeah, yeah. because I remember wanting to talk about that and it was already <laughs> too late and I was like, ah, fuck. But yeah, but, but yeah, like the fact that the first person who saw that post and commented on it, it was the actual person who lost their phone is amazing. And she'd like biked back and tried to find the phone, but he'd already like found it and taken it. Yeah. So, man, guys, <laughs> this is so it's so nice when y'all find each other's stuff. It's just proof that this whole Bun City Network it. thing is is a must. Like mm-hmm. it works. And if enough people are on it and paying attention you know, you can help each other. a friend of a friend might see it. You right. Know? You can help each other. You can find your own lost shit, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So anyways, you were saying you had some other lost uh, items. I that do you have some other lost there. items. Uh, so somebody had posted um, a cat, a lost sphinx, which are the hairless ones like Mr. Bigglesworth from Austin Powers style, zero hair on their bodies. They look like little skin babies. They're super wrinkly and adorable. Uh, and they're really nice cats. So somebody had posted uh, that they'd actually reposted a friend of theirs post and they shared it in buns uh, to try to get the eyes on the ground, trying to find this guy. So what happened was this cat whose name is Skin, which is hilarious and very a very apt name for a skin cat. Uh, so Skin disappeared. That very same afternoon, a man rode his bike up to the Humane Society at River and Queen, told them he'd found a cat and needed pet food for, pet food for it, showed the people there a picture of the cat and was like, is this cat sick? Because he didn't, I guess he didn't realize that it was actually born that way, mm-hmm. like Sphinx cat. And they were like, oh, that's just how that cat is. It's fine. It's not sick. Uh, so they asked him to leave his name and phone number, which he did. And then he took the cat food and left. Uh, it happened on the exact same day that the cat went missing. Apparently, the Humane Society called this person's name is Avery. Uh, and I don't think Avery is a member of Buns. However, um, I'll put a link to this. So if you have any leads, you can just post it directly on Avery's post. Uh, so the Humane Society called them and were like, hey, uh, some guy found your cat and left your name and number, but we can't find his name and number. Ludicrous. Left, left his name and number. <laughs> like, and find it. But that's crazy. Lo- like, put it in the computer. Don't write a post-it. Like, literally the job of the Humane Society is either to find homes for animals that don't have them or to reunite an- lost animals with their home. Like, you had one job. Yeah, that's the whole point. Society. That's the whole <laughs> point. Uh, so the bright side of this story, like the ray of hope is that there is a security camera footage of the guy coming in to talk to them. So what this post is ISO is to help them find this man. Um, and it's, and thus find the cat. Uh, this person, Avery was like, her kids are going to be really upset when they get home from camp and the cat's gone. So she's trying to find the cat before that happens. Uh, so please go to Bun's Podcast Zone, find the link to this, watch the video, and help us figure out who this dude is. Because the sooner we figure out who the dude is, the sooner we find this naked cat named Skin. Right. And to be clear, the, the guy did the right thing. He went to the Humane Society and was like, I found this lost cat. But they just lost his info. Let's reunite a cat and his owner. 
Yeah, so they've the the person who lost the cat also put up posters, but obviously the guy hasn't seen it. So please help us find this guy. Reunite this cat. Um there are a couple of other animal posts. Uh someone has a cat that needs to be rehomed because their friend left town and left behind their seven-year-old cat and this person, Lar, uh, took the cat in so it wouldn't be homeless. But their landlord, I know that like technically with laws in Ontario, you can't tell people that they can't have animals unless the landlord lives in the same building or house and has allergies. And in that case, they can evict you. So... Unfortunately, uh, this person can't keep this cat anymore because they'll lose their home. This cat is adorable. They posted a picture of it wearing a tiny top hat. And his name is Leonard. Like, he's a super cute, like, blonde kitty. Um, His one um, possible bump in the cat rehoming road is that he's diabetic, so he needs insulin shots. But apparently, he's so used to it. If you distract him with food, he doesn't notice that you're giving him an insulin shot. She even has some insulin that she'll give you when you take the cat. So head over to Bun's Pet Zone um, if you would like an adorable, fluffy, blonde, sort of orangey kitty. Cats are awesome. I've got one who sits on our table whenever we record these podcasts. (laughs) So I suggest that you, if you were thinking about getting a pet, you adopt Leonard. I totally adopt Leonard. Um, and also help Molly. This is our last animal post. In Helping Zone, Molly posted that her boyfriend and herself own a pig. And their yes. neighbor hates the pig, has called the SPCA. The pig's name is Humphrey, which is also super adorable. Uh, and the neighbor is like being a jerk to the pig and like spraying it with their hose through the fence and like trying to get rid of it. So... Just real quick, technically owning a pig in Toronto is a no-no. You're not allowed to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I know some people who have a pig, and I can tell you from firsthand experience that they make fantastic pets, no different than a dog or a cat. In fact, probably smarter than both of those animals. Oh, yeah, totally. They're They're supposed to be the third smartest animal in the world. Really? Second only to dolphins. And actually, it's I think it's dolphins, pigs, dogs. Where are humans in that list? I mean... Maybe near the bottom. Humans are putting themselves above everything else. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so go on. Tell us about... Um, tell us so about basically, the, the ISO here is... If you know anything they can do to prevent them from losing the pig, please let them know. Otherwise, if you know of anyone who's looking to adopt a very sweet micro potbelly pig and lives in a municipality that allows them, please also contact uh, Molly in helping zone this pig needs your help guys it's really cute she posted photos of it yeah i I would strongly suggest uh if if somebody could help find this pig a home that you do so because pigs are awesome anyway i don't have uh any sweet segues into other posts that's okay but what i do have is a strange post from a bun who asks is iso a chore that takes you about an hour to do that you don't want to do and what are they trading their business card and an hour of their time yeah i don't really get it they don't want anything no they just want to literally do your chores for you i have so many chores for this person (laughs) well that's what everybody's saying like i have all the chores for you um come do them and it turns out uh yeah 
I don't know. She's been responding to everybody and uh, seems to be willing to do your chores for you if that's uh, what you'd like. So anything didn't, that's... Didn't she... She said that doing chores for her is like meditation. Yeah. So like the trade, I guess, is her well-being and you get your chores done. Like that sounds too good to be true, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds pretty strange, but uh, I would say go, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, hit her up. I, uh, you know, I could use someone to help me with my chores for sure. Even even simple ones. Oh, man, Patrice, if you're listening... <laughs> I need some lawn mode and I have all the tools and I'm willing to trade. Well, you don't want anything, but I'm willing to trade you stuff because I need that lawn mode pretty badly and I do not want to do it myself. And I'm moving soon. I need help packing. So hit me up. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow. Okay. So here's another hilarious post that you are going to have to just go read all of the comments for. Uh, Alexandra posted in Helping Zone. Um, so yeah, so Alexandra in Helping Zone wants to know, ISO tips on how to annoy your neighbors, smiley face, don't ask questions. Also, if you guys have any high bass song suggestions, dot, dot, dot. We have not yet really gotten much of an explanation as to why uh, Alexandra is feuding with her neighbors in such an intense and spiteful way. However, the suggestions in here are hilarious uh range from song suggestions um having loud sex or turning the volume up on a bad porno <laughs> uh playing the youtube video that's the nyan cat song that plays for 10 hours and then leaving to go hang out with their friends and just letting it play for 10 hours nice <laughs> um like, there's so many, like, it's literally people posting, like, the most annoying sounding, like, YouTube videos and songs. And, oh, someone was like, when I want to annoy my neighbors, I go outside and play my bagpipes. And I was like, you should definitely trade this guy some beer to come and play bagpipes at your house. <laughs> That's, I want to learn how to play the bagpipes. And you know what? What is more annoying than the sound of somebody trying to learn the bag, not even someone who knows how to play the bagpipes trying to learn how to play the bagpipes and failing miserably at it true 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 uh so if you have any suggestions on the most annoying sounds or things you can do oh people also suggested they mail uh she mail her neighbor's glitter glitter bomb there's a website where you can pay to like send someone glitter and then like it explodes in their house and there's glitter everywhere um smelly poop in a box that you can send people like there's there's some great suggestions here, but I'm sure she could use some more because it seems like this is a long-standing feud that is not ending anytime soon. I'm just more curious as to what these neighbors actually did. Yeah, me too. But I mean, it specifically says in the beginning of that, the whole posts, like half of it says, don't, don't ask, ask questions. questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other sound-related post this week was like, less than 24 hours ago in helping zone again uh gabriel posted saying hey buns unscientific survey question for the crowd what are the loudest most ear-splittingly unpleasant sounds you hear outside in toronto maybe they're working together maybe <laughs> maybe this is her neighbor um but people are answering you know like the air show or the construction happening on xyz like literally every street in the city right now right. so if you 
want to vent somewhere about the loud, annoying sounds in Toronto, people actually want to hear you complain about it in this post. So go over. So weird. Let them know what the most annoying sounds are to you. It's like some Dumb and Dumber type stuff. <laughs> um, so speaking of annoying things in Toronto, I saw that somebody posted a what appears to be a pin or, or no, not a pin, uh, a postcard. That is Toronto sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a bunch of people were like, yeah, fuck Toronto. Or like just like really wanted the postcard. I don't really get it because I fucking love Toronto. But it is a funny postcard because well, I don't it's know. It's like two dudes. One of them's holding a Starbucks cup. And it says Toronto. It sucks in like a real crap. Two different, I might add, crappy fonts. But it, it's, it's that much stranger because uh, like it. The photo looks like I just took it on my phone or like it's my buddies or something. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's they so they bought it in Chinatown, like at a store. Yeah. And so the person who posted it was ISO, whoever these two buttes are, because they bought and they the, found one. the postcard. Yeah, they found them. <laughs> I like, though, that the first the very first comment is where in Chinatown I need to buy like 50 and wallpaper my ceiling with them. <laughs> I know it's crazy. That was pretty good. But they actually like found one of the someone posted and was like, Oh, I know who the guy with the beard is and like we now know who these men are and apparently somebody said that their friends made it as a joke and dropped them off in like those postcard like turnstiles in Chinatown and just left them there. They oh, don't that's belong amazing. to the store. They like they're not supposed to be bought. Like they're you're not supposed to pay for them because they just left them there. Like the store didn't pay for them. And then she responded like laughing and saying that the lady at the store that she bought it from in Chinatown charged her like two bucks for it. That's, <laughs> I, I love that. Okay, buns. Let's start a secret buns group where we start bombing in like our own ma- like fake postcard. Well, I guess the real I actually postcards. Did, but I like, did that once kind of. Really? Yeah, I did. I did a weird, I did an, I did an art project in university when I was in England uh that obviously like it kind of, it played off of like the post secret um which was like big at the time this was like 10 years ago guys um and my postcards i made the black postcards that in white on the front said send me your secrets and i went to the post office and i paid for postage for all of them and then i left them in random places in england like i left them on the subway i left them in stores i left them in those postcard turnstiles for people to just find and waited for people to send them to me. So they didn't have to pay for their own postage. They already had stamps. And I put my address on them. And, <laughs> and I got a bunch back in the mail, and it was really awesome. Um, I actually even got a package from a guy who had a similar project, and he'd gotten a book published involving the project, and he sent me a copy of his book. It was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow, now I want to do that. When I was a kid, I, w- I was obsessed with the idea of doing a similar thing, but... Um, attaching envelopes to um helium balloons with like cool. with yeah, that yeah. type of thing and kind just of like message in a bottle but in letting the them go and then seeing what would happen that's really cool never did it though but well, you should yeah yeah anyway that One was day. another amazing like buns manages to find people in a city yeah, yeah. These random dudes on a postcard. Well, I only have one more, and it is a doozy, so I I think we'll save that for, all the, right. for the post show. All right, all right. Okay, so I have some more good ones. Uh, 
Dan posted in Helping Zone that they'd been wearing a ring on their finger for the past 10 to 12 years and think it's time they took it off. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, their joints had grown too big, so it seems like they cannot physically take it off. They posted a photo, and let me just say, this ring is much smaller than the middle knuckle on their middle finger, which is where this ring is residing. And so they were asking for where on earth you would go to get it removed in the city. Can you suggest a method? Like, please help edit. It's made of titanium. This thing is like a tattoo, they said. There are a lot of really good suggestions, including the um, the string removal trick, which I think didn't work for this particular ring. Uh, someone who was formerly a jeweler and said that you could go to this or that jeweler or call emergency <laughs> services to get like a rotary cutter. Uh, this poor person went to a jeweler and the jeweler laughed at them because it's titanium and right. would like, you need to remove that finger, take the ring off and put your finger back on. <laughs> and then eventually somebody suggested uh, that they use a pair of bolt cutters. The next day they and uh, their partner went to Canadian Tire and cut it off. So the long story short, this ring is now not on this person's finger anymore, but it was an epic saga. And the comments of this post went on for like two, three days of them, like not being able to get it off, asking for more suggestions. But just the idea <laughs> of having to use bolt cutters. Oh, next to your finger? Oh, frightening. God. Oh, God. You, you really need to trust somebody if you're going to do that. You yeah. Know? But a real good happy ending for that one. Yeah. Uh, so what else do I have? Someone, okay, if you love Pokemon. What's a Pokemon? Pokemans. Um, if you're like real into Pokemon Go, if you've like been playing this damn game since you were a kid, if you're one of those people that loves tattoos, you want a Pokemon tattoo. Um, in Bun's Trading Zone, Tara Rose is offering, uh, watercolor Pokemon theme tattoos in exchange for some stuff. Uh, they're looking for rolling stools, tattoo tables, floating shelves, mirrors, uh, or gift cards valued at around $175, which is actually not that expensive for a tattoo. And then they have pictures of all these different like watercolor Pokemon tattoos. Um, there's not that many comments on this post yet. So if you guys want a Pokemon tattoo, get in there. Well, and get one. Interesting that you mentioned that because if you listen to the interview in this episode, before I interview Eli, who most of you know if you're on Buns on Facebook, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I interview the youngest Bun that I know of, completed a trade at age, I want to say six. What? He is now seven. What? It's uh, <laughs> Eli's son. Amazing. But the reason I put that out there, first of all, his trade had to do with Pokemon. Perfect. But he also says that for a pack of gum you can commission him to draw you either a picture of your favorite Pokemon or a picture of your pet. Oh, shit. This so. sounds amazing. Yeah. If you're interested in that, uh, after you listen to the interview, email me podcast at buns.com and I will tell you where to get your very own uh, hand-drawn portrait of your favorite Pokemon. Or pet. Or pet. By and the, it'll be an adorable like kid drawing. By the, <laughs> by the youngest bun that I know of. I mean, if there's a younger one... Young bun. Tell me. But anyway. So, um, probably 
the best post. Well, I mean, the the dildo was pretty good, actually. However, uh, in the last, like, day, uh, the post that blew up and that most of the comments said that they thought was the most hilarious post the whole week is the scented tampon post. So this is this was also the final post that I had for all y'all. So in the main zone, Courtney posts, up for grabs, a new box of tampons minus one. It took me to realize the grave mistake I'd made. What mistake did I make? They're fucking scented. These are like menthols for your vagina. Ever wanted your menstrual blood to have a light tinge of lavender Febreze? Maybe you drive for Uber. It's of the utmost courtesy to use disposable air fresheners for prime sanitary conditions, which like the thought of a tampon hanging on a rear view mirror is hilarious. Um, the post goes on to say, frankly, she doesn't know what to do with these floral crotch rockets. I took them one out, realized I fucked up and hucked that puppy. If you want them, come get them. I ain't about to judge you. If you want to bring them to a shelter or somewhere that could use them, fine by me. I just don't plan on going out of my way to get rid of this pussy potpourri. <laughs> oh, man. And most of the comments was pe- people really appreciating the term pussy potpourri. <laughs> Uh, everybody loved this thing. This, I don't know if they've actually been traded. I don't know if anybody wants them, uh, but somebody's got to be using them. Everyone really appreciated the hilarity of this post. It kind of reminded me, I saw this weekend, uh, neighbors too. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me of a joke out of, uh, out of neighbors too, because, uh, (laughs) it's also very female centric and, there's a hilarious tampon scene in it. But anyways, all that to say, good on you, Courtney. Is it Courtney? Yes. Good on you, Courtney, for <laughs> brightening up not only my day, but I'm going to... But for introducing the term pussy potpourri into everyone's collective unconscious. I'm going to yeah, wager to say thousands <laughs> of buns. Thousands of buns. because Possibly uh, all 50,000. My girlfriend alerted me to it immediately and was like how are you not following this (laughs) and i was like well i'll be honest i'll be honest i saw a picture of tampax and i was like well this is not a trade for me you just scrolled on by did not realize that'll learn you yeah read the (laughs) write-ups yeah you'd think that you know doing this show i'd be like oh what's going on here but (laughs) i didn't because at that point there were like two comments and i was like i don't know and boy so you caught it before it got it got real good. Yeah, yeah. Boy, was I wrong. Dead wrong. I, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. She's trying to trade some tampons. You know, it's like when you see one of those Diva Cup posts, you're like, ah, this is kind of funny. But then... So controversial. <laughs> big mistake. Big mistake. Should not let those pass me by. Yeah. Well, okay. So the final post that I have for you this week... We have another. Squeezing right in the line of this week on buns posted eight hours ago. Uh, Erica, on the main trading zone, you're going to probably want to bookmark this post, find the link on Bun's podcast zone, because Erica has apparently recently discovered that people don't like putting together Ikea furniture, which like, how did you not know this before? But anyway, and people tell her that she's sick for enjoying it so much. Oh, I like it. So it got her thinking she should try and offer her assembly services. Shot in the dark, not really because everyone hates putting together Ikea services, but if anyone has Ikea furniture you would like assembled, she would be happy to do it for you. Um, Currently looking to acquire alcohol to stock the bar at her wedding next year. So get on this post, 
get some booze, and then sit back and relax and watch her put together your infuriating furniture. Crazy. That's crazy. Good for you. There are already a lot of comments on this post. <laughs> it was not posted that long ago. Good. So apparently it's in high demand. That's pretty wild. I could, uh, I mean, I understand that people don't want to. Uh, it's a picture only instructions. There's no words involved. Well, they're just words that I don't Some understand. Some people but. just don't like reading the fucking manual. They try to put it together without looking at the pictures. That never goes well, guys. Don't do that. RTFM. But it's just like crazy to me that uh, so many people are are jumping on this train. I mean, f- I understand that some people don't like to put together the furniture, but I actually, I actually like it. Look, over 300 people liked this post, and like the fourth comment is someone saying it should be a pinned post in Bunce so people can easily find it again. Um, so just FYI, if you guys didn't know, if you click that weird little arrow in the top right of a post... Uh, the very top option is save post, which bookmarks it. And then you can look at it later in your saved posts. So if you want to pin your own posts, should you be getting Ikea furniture sometime in the future and you would like to take Erica up on her like masochistic offer to put your furniture together for you? I'm going to start a, an Ikea furniture assembly sweatshop <laughs> where we just trade for... All sorts of sweet goods. I'm like, sure she would love to be the president of that sweatshop. There you go. We'll, <laughs> we'll just have like five, six people in a room all day. You know, I'll have the connects for food now. So mm-hmm. we'll get some food out of it. We'll get some booze out of it. Maybe some house plants, if you know what I mean. Erica, email Koji. Yeah, let's get this started. Let's get this started. And then I'll somehow figure out a way to make a podcast out of it. Anything else before we... Uh, before we uh i mean that's kind of it i had a couple other ones but i feel like this is going kind of long so well is there anything that you want to get out there i know that you're uh about to move i'm about to move and i have so much stuff but i'm there's no way i'm getting rid of it all in like the next week we'll save it for the next episode yeah (laughs) it's not happening okay that was this week in buns stay tuned for an interview with the youngest bun and an interview with the infamous eli Keep on buns in. Doot 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 doot. Doot doot. <laughs> Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. So this week's interview is a two-parter. First, I interview the youngest bun out there. Well, I assume it's the youngest man out there. I believe that he completed his first trade when he was six years old. He is now seven. His name is Kieran. And he is looking to trade you a portrait of your favorite Pokemon, uh, a pet, or a family member for a package of gum. So listen to that interview. And then following that, I interview his father, as most of you know, as Eli, he is kind of, uh, you know, right up there along with uh, Mother Bun and Mort as far as uh, the Buns community is concerned. So if you're interested in his experiences or what's up next for Buns, I would give this a listen. Here you go. Maybe.
have Kieran. I think you might be the youngest bun out there. Seven. You're seven years old? Okay, so tell me tell me about your first buns trade, the first one you ever did. The first one I ever did was a Pokeball bubble. Yeah? Where you blow bubbles and another bubble, one for my little brother. Oh, you, you got one for your little brother. That's amazing. So you're a good brother then too. And what what did you give away? Um, my the beach ball um fell apart and the uh, and I lost the bubble things. But what what did you trade for the bubbles? Um, coffee. Coffee. My dad bought coffee for them. Oh, that's nice. And you set it up? Did you use the app? You're on Facebook. I don't have Facebook. What other trades have you done? Um, well, I haven't really done that much trades. Like, that's the only trade I've ever done. That's still pretty amazing. I noticed you're wearing a bun shirt. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a serious question. Mm-hmm. Do you think your dad's a cool dad? Mm-hmm. He's a pretty interesting guy, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Did he, was he the one who showed you buns? Mm, I think so. Yeah? Yeah pretty adventurous young man to uh, to be trading on buns. So you're a big Pokemon fan? Yeah. I traded. Uh, well, today I didn't really buns trade. I just, like, gift people some Pokemon pictures. Oh, wow. Where did you find them? Um, Actually, I actually made them in my Pokemon book. Oh, nice. So you make art also. That's pretty fantastic, man. Sometimes, sometimes I have too much art. Yeah. Like, see over there, there's lots, yeah. and I have lots of coloring books. Yeah, yeah. Card games. I have tons of books that I don't read. And so you're thinking maybe you trade them on buns for some other stuff. Definitely the books. Yeah. The art, maybe not the coloring books. No, you want to save those, but the art. Mm. Would you would you make art for somebody if they asked you to? Mm, yes. So I'll trade a Pokemon or a pet for a pack of gum. A picture of one? A picture of a Pokemon or a pet? So if I had a if I had a favorite Pokemon or well I have a dog. So if I brought you a picture of my dog, you would draw me a photo for a pack of gum? Mm, yes, I would. All right. I think we I think we got a deal. Next time I'm coming with a pack of gum. Well, thanks for sitting down and talking with me. Okay. Thank you. Are you sleepy? Nope. No? You don't want to go to sleep? Well, you brush your teeth, though. That means it's almost bedtime, right? Oh, that's the problem. You see, when you're old like me and your dad, you want to go to sleep. When you're young like you, you never want to go to sleep. Do you ever want to go to sleep? No. You just want to play Pokemon Go all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I work all day and get half drunk at night. All right, let's get started. Hi. I'm sitting here with none other than the infamous Eli. He's kind of one of those characters, you know, you think of Mom, you think of Mort, 
you think of Eli. Everyone knows Eli. If, if, if you are a Facebook bun, you know the name. So, I'm actually convinced most people think my name is Ellie. Yeah, that's that's pretty common. A girl pulled me aside, actually. She's like, oh, you're Ellie from Buns. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I could get that, especially, um, you know, if they're not accustomed to Jewish names. Well, Eli Benjamin Klein is a pretty Jewy name. No, but I mean, if 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 they didn't know better, I'm so full disclosure here. Eli is a biblical name in general. Elijah, right? Yeah. Elijah the prophet. But Ellie's also a name. It is true. But phonetically, E-L-I is not Ellie. You'd have, you have two L's or an E on the end. Fair enough. Semantics. So, you work at Buns HQ. Mm-hmm. What exactly do you do there? Um, my title is uh well i'm community community manager events manager and also sort of brand development and i know that i hate that word brand yeah ultimately i am uh the part of the marketing and community team that is helping to expand buns into the app uh and outside of toronto Okay, and you, I know you guys recently launched Cities, or semi-recently. In the app world, it was ages ago, but in the real world, it was pretty recently. It was, yeah. I mean, we launched uh, the sort of city skin. I mean, a few months ago when we launched the distance slider, that really is what, that marked the first real change where you could see what was close to you. But now that we have city skins, a lot more people are um, finding a home there. Right. Um, and are a lot more comfortable sort of putting stuff up, realizing that, or, and also going sh- sort of shopping there, right? Like yeah. a lot of times you'd be like, people at Edmonton would find something they'd want and realize that that person was in Mississauga. And now it's kind of a little bit more segregated into proper geolocation. Mm-hmm. So I know that Buns um, went to a bunch of cities to launch. To celebrate, sorry, that we have cities. Were you, did you go to any cities? Yeah, I did. I went to Montreal. Um, I I planned, uh, I do events, so I planned uh, those two parties that were in Montreal. We did a sink a set on the Friday at uh, Espace Pop, which is the Pop Montreal sort of event space that they have. Right. And then the next night, uh, we had a party for Buns, the Facebook group at... Uh, La Vitrola. And it was a super fun rock show. We had a trade table and people got tons of shirts and it was my birthday and I amazing. Uh remember getting home, which is I guess maybe something from from my age. <laughs> so you you had a you had a good time though. I had a great time. I love Montreal. And how does Montreal how have they been kind of adapting to Bun's life? Excuse me. Um, they've really liked. They've. I, I. I really feel really confident about how Buns is gonna going to do there and how it's already doing there. Um, you know, we have a really strong admin team. You know, as we grow into other cities, I hope we have them all over the place. We've got a great pair of of uh, people in Vancouver that help us out. There's a couple of people in Edmonton. I've got some great initiators in Winnipeg and Edmonton, or sorry, in Calgary. Right. Yeah. You need ambassadors who kind of know the lo- the local landscape in order to. To get it popping. Well, you mentioned the admin team, and I know that you work pretty closely with the admins. How does mm-hmm. that, uh, how's that going? Um, well, yeah, I sort of, so part of my other role sort of as community manager is that I oversee all the admins. So I, I sort of, I don't admin as a verb much right. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I uh, you kind of admin the admins. Almost. I admin the admins. Yeah, I mean, we, we collectively wrote the community standards document. We collectively wrote the FAQ. Um, I reach out to new bun zones, um, such as our most recent and en- entry into the fold, the bum buns dank meme zone. Oh wow! I need to join that one immediately. It's, actually, it's pretty dank. I gotta tell you, them memes are dank. Um, and again, I approached that person. I said, "Hey, thanks for starting this really cool zone. I love a good dank meme. I'm uh, would like you to employ our community standards and just keep all these sort of things above board, if possible. No, right? You know, no sexism, no homophobia, no trans uh, trans sexism, etc. And um, and it was really, they were like, great, no problem. Yeah, I like buns, no problem, whatever you need, sure. And I really appreciate that. And so that that's easy. Um, where it becomes difficult is where people create bun zones that don't necessarily fall in line. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> there exists a buns selling zone. Yeah, no, I heard about that. Which I have reached out on a number of occasions to plead with them to not do that. Right. Um, I'm still talking to them. Um, but in general, uh, yeah, we just want people who, who get it, you know, who really get it and are on board for the ride. We really feel like we are on the cusp of something enormous and, uh, bigger than any of us can really imagine. And we want committed people on for the ride. And so, uh, sometimes they just, they show up at our door and they're like, I have a great idea for a zone and now I'm part of your team. And we're like, fantastic. Welcome. Uh, whereas other times people get appointed, people get nominated, people join or leave one zone and join another. I mean, I oversee, like I'm personally admin in probably 15 zones, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm most proud of my, my baby, my own creation, the bun super happy love zone. (laughs) Super happy love zone. I'm not on that one either. Oh, what? Yeah. And I, we made it as an antidote to the anger and venting zone. Because an- we thought that people just just as much as people needed a space to vent, they needed a space to celebrate the super happy, lovely things in their life. It's interesting because even the anger and venting zone, there are people that go there and they have their own like little clique, like little friend group. And it even though it started as a place of you know anger or whatever, it's just like maybe people mutually hating the same thing or something. It's it's really strange how all these groups pop up, but really it just ties back to people coming together. But you, you kind of mentioned that, um, you know, you touched on it a little bit with the selling zone. You sometimes get into some stuff that is, uh, you know, not exactly in line with the Buns community. And I imagine that uh, there is a lot of stories, not just stuff kind of falling out of line, but you must deal with some crazy stuff. Is there is there any stories that you can share omitting, you know, personal details that that you know, like what's the craziest thing that you've kind of encountered? M- Mort once told me that uh, a guy told on you know I interviewed him a little while ago and he said a guy messaged him was like yo I'll see you around the neighborhood as like a threat. Oh yeah, actually, so that actually happened recently to me. Similarly, where a guy was defending. Oh yeah, okay. So it was um, somebody. It was it was one of these one of these dreadlock situations. Oh man, ISO dreadlocks. Who can do my hair like this? Yeah. Q, storm. Outrage. Yeah. Totally fair. Like I get I get the argument. I don't I I don't shut those down anymore. I and mean, we've had them a lot. The community shut it down pretty quick. They're like, nope, nope. <laughs> Look elsewhere. Yeah. But then he got really aggressive. The girl, the boyfriend of the woman asking. Yeah. And I messaged him just to be like, 
I'm not trying to censor you, but we've had this conversation a thousand times. It's not a welcome question here. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. And he got super aggressive with me and said something similar. I think it was, you'll get what's yours. <laughs> or you'll get what's coming. And I was like, what's coming? I'm really excited. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's like, we have mutual friends. And it's like, I don't know the guy. Right. But we have mutual friends. And he's like, works in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of part of the Buns sort of universe is that nine times out of ten, when you find somebody on Buns, you have mutual friends with totally. them. Totally. So it's, well, uh, that's sort of the idea of Buns. That's the idea. That's why it's a secret group. You're only in it if you know somebody in it. Right. Yeah. In one sense, it's strange, you know, people threatening other people is never good. But like on a grander scheme, the fact that people are so passionate about buns Mm -hmm. kind of tells me that there's, you know, there's a lot to be had here. Like buns is a special thing because if it wasn't like on Kijiji, for example, I'm not sure people would get as heated. They just wouldn't care. You know, they'd be like, okay, well, moving on. But because, you know, buns is this community based thing and, and people are really passionate about, you know, whether or not someone should have dreadlocks or post headdresses or whatever it is. Like the fact that people care that much and want to keep it, a safe community space, I think me, tells tells you something about what people are building. And it's interesting that the community almost polices itself. I think that, uh, you know, you guys have set out guidelines, but it's almost as if they've set out guidelines for themselves. Has it become easier or more difficult to admin as the group gets larger? Uh, it's not certainly not easier, but it's not necessarily harder either because because we have the set of guidelines, we have something to point back to mm-hmm. every time we delete a post. Why did my shit total shit post get deleted? It's like, I don't know, because it's three in the morning, you're high off your balls and you're posting about snowmen. Right. Like, that's why. Um, I mean, some of that stuff's irreverent and funny and we like it. And if we deleted everything, we would never have middle finger guy, right? We would never, yeah. we'd never have the woman from yesterday who wants to turn her... Bodily oh. bodily fluids into a vape flavor. Oh, that's that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, which well, is an amazing yeah. idea. It's it hilarious. Really is it's hilarious and it's actually quite interesting. And I love how the post is like, I'm fucking dead serious. Yeah, I'm dead I'm serious. Dead serious. Yeah. Who can tap? Who can turn my my essence into <laughs> a flavor? That's kind of reminds me of um, booty juice. What was that? Uh, was that from Pootie Tang or was from oh, like, man. it's like, you know, when you've been dancing and you got that shit dripping down your back, booty juice, we got that on tap. And it's like, it cuts to these guys like with a keg and it's like literally like greasy butt sweat <laughs> leaking out of a keg tap. But it's so uh, uniquely buns too, something yeah. like that. The fact that someone was like, because it was a friend who posted it for somebody else. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I know where this, this, this is the community for this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, yeah, exactly. And we didn't, it got reported up. Eight or nine times, and we're yeah. like, nope, this lives. No, yeah, it's definitely got to stay. Well, okay, so you also mentioned earlier in the podcast that you do events, mm-hmm. and I have a slightly personal experience with that because sure. I saw you at Way Home. Oh, yeah. You know, do, Working. doing your magic, helping me uh, smuggle in a large beach ball, <laughs> which I quickly deflated because uh, as soon as I got in there, I was like, oh, wait, this is just really dangerous. Why do you think so? Well, because if we if it got loosened in the crowd, yeah, and it got hurled towards the stage, how are you going to stop it? It would just knock down mic stands and like yeah, good point. You know, like there's, I should have thought of that. I'm working there, and I should have thought of that. Oh no! Just as soon as I brought it in, and the amount of people that just wanted to kick it and throw it, I'm like, okay, cool. People are into it, but then I realized like, oh wait, like you could easily knock stuff down, or if it got popped, 
like and you got caught underneath it it's probably like it was huge it was huge yeah. it was the it was the size of a double decker bus not like it's long but as high yeah yeah but we had a, we had a good time deflating it though people were jumping on top of it trying to climb it and stuff so i was worried about you as we were wheeling it in and that guy kept throwing like would run at it like not thinking there could be possibly be anybody behind it propelling it forward yeah would yeah throw his body kept throwing <laughs> his body into the front of it and you're like please i'm <laughs> going to die back here oh uh, so <laughs> you you ran a stage at way home i do uh, yes, I'm the artist relations rep for the Waybright stage. Right. How did that, like, okay, m- m- let's rewind a little bit. Let's, let's talk Let about, tell you about my life. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your history a little, because I think that there's obviously a story here that I don't know about. And full disclosure, I got a buddy who, uh, used to write for the national post and he mm-hmm. writes for the CBC, like all music related things. And he's like, Oh, I know Eli. He used to work for some like artist relations or something, uh, or like, uh, the agency group. Yeah. Okay, so okay. It, it sounds like you got a, a pretty wild story. <laughs> Cole's notes, very Cole's notes. Um, I'm from Edmonton, where uh, in my last year of high school, I decided to, I was, I was equal parts into the punk rock scene as I was a raver. Um, and uh, all at the same time, in sort of this giant confluence of things, I uh, met... Uh, a woman named Leave, who is uh, still one of my closest friends, mm-hmm. and she was the uh, you know punk rock princess, and was still one of my favorite people. And um, she and I started putting on shows together. Um, I also started a radio show with her on campus radio, and uh, we so we ran this. We had a talk show basically uh, on the campus radio, and then we ran business together, putting on shows, and so we would rent community halls and PAs and book our friends bands and at that time which was like 99 2000 in Edmonton it was punk was big hardcore was just emerging and a yeah. real thing bands tons of bands from out here like grade um toured out there a ton amazing love, love that band yeah yeah and I did that for about seven years eight years and I was on the radio that whole time. And uh, as I grew as a promoter, I worked in different venues in Edmonton, worked for the union who ended up being out here uh, for a spell. And um, yeah, we're good. In, 2006, in 2006, I moved here to work for Six Shooter Records um, in their management division. Okay. Um, wasn't there long, no, no issues. I just, it wasn't the fit for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they helped me get back to the live side of things, which is where I had been as a promoter. But as a promoter, you're literally, uh, you're literally a buyer, and as an agent, you're a seller. Right. And so I, l- I left Six Shooter to join the agency group, where I assisted a agent, big time agent there for four years. So and then, then I was promoted to be an agent myself. For the listeners, before we go on with the story, the agency group is like one of the premier artist representation agencies there is, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, yeah, they're they're top five for sure in the world. They yeah. don't exist anymore. They were recently acquired by UTA, okay, United, yeah. United Talent Agency, which handles actors as well yeah. and sports and a bunch of other things. But when I worked there, they had six, five offices worldwide. I mean, when I was a touring musician and you heard somebody sign up with them, you're like, oh, fuck, like that, this shit is for real now. So anyway, go on. Yeah, it was a big, I mean, I felt it was, it was cool. And when I was working there, I mean, my, my line, my um, roster in my last year, I felt really good about, I mean, if you, I'm sure Google could 
dig out what it was. But I mean, at that time I had signed, um, bad, bad, not good. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Tribe called red. Oh shit. Um, okay. Ostra. Interestingly enough, two bands you just mentioned did not play on your stage, but also nope. played way home, but also did. Yeah. Love them. Good. Both, both fantastic bands and great dudes. Um, you know, working with the agent I did, uh, he and I signed Passion Pit. Uh, oh, I worked a lot on Block Party at that mm-hmm. time. Um, you know, I worked with him on all the arts and crafts stuff, so I ended up, uh, and Dine Alone stuff, so I ended up working on some of that, oh, those tours. Um, but uh, some of the sort of more management stuff too, like Doldrums, I signed Doldrums then. Um, but anyway, long story short is that at the end of my time there, I had reached a point where I didn't, and it's maybe a bit of actually now that I'm telling the story, maybe it's some foreshadowing to my involvement with Buns is that I had reached, and this has nothing to do with the agency group. I love everybody there. Right, right. I had reached a personal, I had reached a personal dissatisfaction with my relationship to capitalism. Yeah, okay. I come from punk. I come from strict skepticism of all things authority. And in the end, I felt like I couldn't be the guy calling people demanding X dollars for X thing. And I didn't care that they didn't have it. I needed to beat them up for it. And that wasn't in me anymore. That's interesting. So you kind of went through like an SLC punk thing and then just did a full circle again. Yeah, in a sense. Well, yeah, I mean, so so I went basically I went back to being a buyer. I left I left um, the agency to being to go work at the Harborfront Center as the as the head of music there. Um, And I booked that season and I left there to go to Adelaide Hall, where I booked that room for a while. Oh, man, I love that venue. Yeah, it's a great room. I've only been there a couple of times, but like recently or before the renos because they had huge renovations that it's the room now is completely different than when I booked it. Both, both. Yeah. After the renos, though, I'm like, I want to see a hip hop show here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's a great room now. I mean, it was a great room then. It was just it. It had its physical challenges, obviously, with the balcony being <laughs> right. How it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but ultimately, I left that to be a dad, and I took a year and a half off to raise my second child. Yeah. And it was in that sort of downtime. Um, I mean, not really downtime. I was managing a band that whole time too. Um. Uh, which I will not discuss <laughs> for right now, at least. Okay. I'm only one beer deep, but let's, that's, a, we'll that's a story for another time. That is a story for another time. Um, I put my hand up. Uh, well, sorry, it was during that time. Uh, Dave Morton. So Dave, Uncle Uncle Mort, Unky Morty, was my intern at the agency group six years ago. Oh shit! Okay. We called him Super Dave. Yeah, that's all we <laughs> okay. need to know. I might, um, I might adopt that around the office. You should. He hates it. Um. And, and, uh, we stayed in loose touch, you know, he was a mortgage broker and he was like, Hey, you want to buy a house? And I was like, I, I have one, but thanks. And then he worked at 18 weights and he was like, Hey, you want to dress in nice men's clothes? And I was like, yes, I do. (laughs) And so we were just in touch. And then, uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, he called me one day and he's like, Hey, my buddy would like, he needs somebody to review his record contract. And I have, um, brownie ingredients and I would like to propose a trade. And I had him over, and what was supposed to be a 90-minute talk, we chatted for hours, hours and hours and hours right. about what Buns is and what it could be and how it was the thorn in the side of the, the system. And and it was really, it was a real turning point in my in my mind. And I thought, okay, I want to be involved here. How can I be involved? At, at that time, I was a moderator of What Did You See on the Street Today? Okay. Which is, still remains one of my favorite groups uh, on the entire internet. Um 
yeah, Chantal, who runs that, is a buddy, and I uh, was happy to be involved there. And so I had some moderating experience, at least experience de-escalating enormous fights on the internet. And so I put my hand up, and at that time, it was just Emily, Dave, and Liz Went. Right, right, right. Um, running the show at Buns, and I could see that it was... I think I joined Buns at about 9,000 members, maybe t- 10 or 12,000. Sure. Because um, I remember it hitting 15, and I remember hitting 20, and then being like, oh, my God, this is not stopping. And um, and then at some point, Liz and I were just so overwhelmed because the actual work began, like the actual work on the app began. And so by... Now, at that point, it was uh, Barless, Chris Barless, that was designing the app or are you talking Barless about joined later um my understanding was that well i know that at one point barless was uh designing a buns app but oh that's right yeah i don't actually know much about that i know that he was working on a buns app he ran into emily at the original at the very first actual bun swap right and like pitched them on the side of dia and emily was like who are you this is scary i don't want to deal with this right now if and you guys some- knew barless then you would understand why it's scary I love just kidding. I just love kidding. Chris Barless. I know you're. You might listen to this. I love you. You just got to needle him a little bit. Every you know, he's great. He's my neighbor. Do you know he lives right there? I had no idea. He lives three houses down, but he's in China currently. Yeah, let's go break into his house. Let's do it. He's probably got some goodies in there. He probably does. No Barless. I live at. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> he lives at. He is alone. Uh, his house is empty. That's what I mean. You can edit this out. Anyway. Um, he, he's the only one that doesn't live in that weird communal buns home. Yeah, there is a weird communal buns home. <laughs> Here's a secret. All the devs live together. Yeah. I did not know this. I was like, you guys spend hours together during the day and you go home together. That's bananas to me. All of them. All of them. All How of them? do you not hate each other? The only one, Canute is the only one that doesn't live there. Canute's cool as ice, man. Uh, Silver Fox, man. Dude. Ladies. Yeah. Ooh. Seriously. So... Oh yeah. Oh, my history. Yeah. So so then so then yeah, yeah. I so I was admitting through the fall and then by November I had stopped working with the band and I was looking for work and I said to Dave, I have many ideas for this. And he's like, We are in need of ideas currently. Yeah. Please come in and share some. And I came in and I had a chat with him and I had a chat with Sasha and they were like, come back tomorrow. And I came back the next day and Sasha and I had a long talk and he's like, what can you do for us? And I was like, I have never worked for an app. I have never worked for a startup. I do not know anything about technology, but I know how to talk to people and I know how to communicate ideas and I feel like I'm good at ideas and right. I can execute like a motherfucker. Right. So please let me do all of these things for you. And he was like, sure. And clearly you know how to run events. And I can run, I can run events pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's execution. That's what I can do. Amazing. All right. So you just told me about your history. What do you see as the future for buns? Well, you know, you've asked me on a good day. Today, today we, we had a deep, deep ideation sesh. And uh, you were there for the presentation at the end. Yeah, I was. So I have, I have some idea of what might be in the future, but... We're excited. I mean, what I can I uh, what I can tell you is this. Well, Dave's already talked about a couple of things. Dave talked about the city network. Yeah, he talked about experiences. He's talked about experiences. Experiences is the thing we're probably the most excited about. Bond's experiences coming to a web app near you. Soon. Yeah, yeah, I very mean, soon. I think the idea of of being able to kind of host your own events and kind of dip your toe into uh, owning your own business is a is an it interesting is a, one. it is a toe dip. 
Yeah, it definitely is. Because if, if it takes off, you know, who knows what will happen. All right. So there's a few questions that I ask everybody before I end the interview. Okay, please. What was your first buns trade? I traded a planter pot that kind of hangs on your balcony for some uh, hashtag house plants. Nice, nice. And what was your most recent buns trade? I did. Uh, I recently, well, one of my actually most sort of utility, favorite utility based uh, trades recently is I got a salad spinner for a bottle of wine and a bun shirt. Oh, nice. And I think I need to, I need to go about trying to get one of my own. I just broke the one that we had. Salad spinner? Yeah. Surgeon on buns. There's like 15 at any point. And I'm a salad spinner enthusiast. Nice. All right. So final question is, what are you ISO? Um, I think my list says like coffee beans, gin, um, houseplants, babysitting. Um, what am I actually ISO? World Peace and Hillary Clinton 2016. Hillary Clinton 2016. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me. I'm going to, you know, who knows, maybe a year from now we'll sit down again and, and do a recap and see if your vision for the Bun's future is what comes to be. Wasn't much of a vision. <laughs> and, and, it's experiences. I'll tell you this. Okay, well, maybe we can edit this back in or whatever. Sure. I think the future of Buns ultimately is what exists on Facebook on your phone. The entire Buns experience on your phone. Nice. Yeah, we, I, I totally agree. And I think you mentioned to me earlier off mic that you want to just get rid of all the admins, period, right? Yeah. Fire Slash ev- and burn. Fire everyone. Yeah. And start with Liz Went. Cut them out entirely. Yeah. Swift and mercilessly. Swift and merciless. Wink, wink. <laughs> all right, Eli. <laughs> thanks for sitting down and talking hey, to me. Thanks. Ta- talking with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having Kieran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if this will be on the same episode. Oh, it will be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, let's enjoy some uh, some roti. Oh, so hungry. Till then, I see what really is there. The good not done, the love not given. The good not done, the love not given. Music this week is provided by Rabbit Foot Capers. They are a band formed with some common ideas and themes in 2014, playing original and unoriginal compositions. If you want to know more, I would say Google them. Again, that's Rabbit Foot Capers. This is the song Monster. Check it out. I work all day and get half drunk at night.
day and get half drunk at night. Waking at four to soundless dark, I stare. In time, the curtain edges will grow light. Till then, I see what's really all, sir. The good not done, the love not given. The good not done, the love not given. Not to be here, not to be anywhere.